Welcome to the Bobcast Station, where we share exciting stories, interesting facts, lots of laughter, and lots of hope as we talk about caring for our human bodies in the 21st century. We have one ultimate goal, and that is to help you develop a newfound perspective and sense of appreciation for the incredible human body that you're living in. If you would like to join us for more educational courses or professional certifications, see us online at www.holistichealtheducators.com. Great to have you with us. Well, hello. Thank you for joining me today on this very special podcast. This is the first podcast of 2022. So you might be joining us live. You might be listening later. And there is no better way to start a new year than to let it go, right? <laughs> there is just, there is just nothing else better you could do than to shift out of drama and learn a couple techniques to forgiving in order for you to just blossom this year. And I know many people write their goals down, you know, beginning of the year, or they want something to happen, you know, during this next 365 days. And I'm really hopeful that after this presentation and after I just get to share with you on my thoughts on the drama circle and forgiveness, I have spoken on these things hundreds of times. And I, I commented to Colleen before I started today that it's funny because the person who, you know, the teacher always, you know, you always need this. And like, this is a really um, interesting time in my own personal life. And so I really enjoyed preparing again for this presentation. So the drama circle, some of you have been, all of you have been in the drama circle. You just may not have realized it. And the really cool thing is once you understand the drama circle and your position in it, you can hop out. But if you don't understand the position that you're in, if you just get drugged through the drama circle, you, you can't sleep at night because you're in the drama circle. You're trying to fix things all the time. You're trying to think of what you did wrong. You're, there's a circle, right? So let's talk about the three parts of the drama circle. There's always three people in a drama circle. And while I'm talking, be thinking, and maybe even write down, when have you been in each position? So the number one position that people seem to pull themselves into in the drama cycle is victim. We feel victim. We're victim. We're victim to our government for mandates. We're victim to our, our spouse. We're victim to our kids. We're victim to our own mind. We get victim because X, Y, or Z. And I'm going to give some examples. Then there's the villain. Oh, the evil, awful villain. That's the one who like jumped in and did something nasty to you, said something awful to you that morning, or just wasn't kind or whatever it might be. And again, we'll get into some examples. And then you have the hero, right? That's the person who's going to save you from everything. And that can be your mother. That can be a best friend. So here's a quick example. I'm down in Las Vegas and we are driving uh, to uh, Herbally Grounded. I'm going to be presenting. We always have like 100 people there, 100, whatever more. And literally, we're, I, Jenna's driving and she slams the brakes on and my whole body goes flying. She goes flying, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, my neck. Okay, so we just had an event happen. So two things can happen. I can go into drama my gosh, Jenna, what the heck are you thinking? Just slamming the brake on like that, you know, you know, and then I'm the victim. Oh my gosh, my back hurts. And then the hero, you know, is going to be, you know, 
let's just say my mom. So I call my mom. Oh my gosh, mom, I just got in this terrible car accident. Jenna just slammed the brakes on and then my neck hurts and, and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I get into the building and this is what I could have done. Okay, everybody, I'm sorry. I'm late, but we had this terrible accident. Oh my gosh, my neck is hurting so badly. And then, and Jenna, she had to slam the brakes on really quick, you know, and because this person was running across the road and I'm so thankful for my mom. Cause she calmed me down. Right. And then I call my husband afterwards. Oh my gosh, I got in this accident. And then, and see, now we're in the drama circle because we continue to repeat the drama and there's a victim and a villain and a hero. So when that happened, and this is a real life story, when that actually did happen and we slammed the brakes on, instead of going into, oh my gosh, what's going on? I was like, oh, Jenna, are you okay? And she's like, oh, mom, there was this little kid running across the road. We all had to slam our brakes on, right? And so now we shifted and I avoided all the drama. Now, so understanding that drama circle, we can look into our own life and go, wow, I have been the hero. If you're the person that everyone calls with all of their problems, oop, you're the hero. You don't want to be stuck in hero duty because then you're saving someone all the time and you're not helping them save themselves, right? They keep calling you. We don't want to be the victim all the time because it's, oh, poor as me. I'll never get better. I'll never attract anything better in my life. I'm always going to have the same people in my life, you know, and then we have that we have that, that villain. So a couple new words I want to introduce you to when it comes to shift to this drama circle, because they really can be impactful. So, so if you, if you're sitting there as a, um, as a victim, right, you can become the creator. You're now going to take that, that circumstance and create something new from it. So in your mind, instead of thinking, oh, I just can't stop drinking that Coca-Cola or that beer or that whatever. I'm victim to myself and my addiction, or I'm victim to my, the person, one of the people living in your home, or I'm victim to this. Consider that a creator. Like if you feel like you're a victim right now in a situation, just write down the word creator and go, okay, what can I create from the circumstance that I'm in? And we'll go over a little bit more later, but what can I create with the circumstance that I'm in. So if someone is calling you because you're their hero and they're the victim, I would like you to say, so what can we create? What can you create that might be new? Oh, an awareness, an awareness of what? And then help them through this victim mentality and turn it into a creative mentality where they can now create a new approach to something that they're going to do different, right? So I went into creative mode. Okay, here's an accident. We're going to make sure everybody's okay. We're going to create a, a happy atmosphere through this. We're going to work through this. We're going to help the police officer, whatever we need to do. We're so grateful that little child is safe. And we've created a whole different energy than, oh my gosh, my neck hurts. I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> right? So we, we go into this creative state. And then if you are going to, if you're the victim, you, you become the challenger. And you've all, we've all been a victim, we've all been the villain at some point. We, we challenge our kids or we challenge our spouse, or we challenge our staff, we challenge, we challenge ourselves. right? We can become a little villainous, but wouldn't it be nice to not be a villain? And many of you have thought, oh good, I have, I have like, okay, here's what villains do. Are you ready? They usually get angry, openly and passively, aggressive, judgmental, bullying, demanding, and a little bit of spiteful and scornful sometimes. None of you have never been a villain. So that we've all been a villain at some point. 
So if we can change that attitude to the challenger, now we can be like, oh, I feel number one, I feel better about that, but I also don't want to be a villain. I want to be maybe a challenger, help people, you know, maybe you want to be that challenger. I I prefer not to be a challenger at at any state, Um, but anyhow, but you can be that. And just recently I was in a conversation with someone and I was like, so it was actually at a car dealership. And I was like, so because this guy actually told me if you can honestly believe this is happening. So my fuel pumps are going. Now I know I'm a chick. I don't know a lot about cars, but like, it doesn't take two plus two to know your fuel tanks are going, your fuel pumps are going. When I twice have been on the side of the road at a quarter tank of gas, no, no, nothing. I'm just stuck there until a tow truck comes. So I take it to the dealership and the guy says, so, you know, usually you're never supposed to drive when the little, when your little thing goes into the red, you know, the red compartment. I'm like, are are you, are you actually putting this on me? Well, you're not supposed to drive the car when it gets that low, when it goes into the red. I was like, I'm just below a quarter tank, right? So I could have gone into, what are you doing? Like, I'm not the, you're, I, I don't want to be the villain of my car story. And so then it helped me shift out of being angry at this person and understanding, okay, I just need to place where my role is in this. And I think that's what happens best when we learn villains, victims, and heroes is how can I shift my life? And we're going to get into forgiveness because that's the biggest thing. I love that. Um, is we want to look at our, our villains in our life as challengers. So he was challenging me but I, I was going to, I was going to, you know, stand up for what I knew and what I felt instead of going, Oh my gosh, don't be yelling at me. Oh my gosh. Right. So just understanding that difference. And then your heroes become the coaches. And this is many people are heroes, right? We have people call us. We have family members that reach out to us when they're going through something that's really hard and we can take on all of their problems and kind of work things through, but wouldn't it be great if we coached them, taught them how to fish so that they are not, you know, always just getting fish from everybody. So literally helping them through that. So again, if you're in the drama cycle as a villain, as a victim, as a hero, I really would encourage you to step out of that because what is that? That's drama, right? And drama is extremely negative energy. Wait until you hear the cool things on forgiveness. I have so many quotes on forgiveness. I could keep you here for two hours, but I only get you for half an hour. Uh, Anyhow, and so when we can shift out of the drama cycle and into a creative cycle, it's going to help us look at our friends differently. It's going to help us look at our situations differently. And you're going to end up biting your tongue a lot more than you do right now. Um, and that's what I've heard back. I've had, I've had feedback from this presentation so many times. People will be like, you know, I was walking with my, uh, my spouse and he got really angry about something, you know, at a, we were, they were at a fair and they had their kids and he started like getting really angry and kind of like putting off a real negative energy towards her. And instead of going into victim, she shifted right away out of victim into, oh, I'm being challenged and I want to, you know, get out of the victim mode and I want to be able to see what I can learn from this. And they worked through this, this conversation without any flare-ups and from there, their relationship did nothing, get, but get better and better and better. So again, it's just verbiage. And I think we don't always realize the power of just our words. So I really want to get into forgiveness because that's probably my favorite thing to talk about. Number one, I've had to do a lot of it. So as an employer, so think about this, we have 11 kids. I have an ex-husband. We, I have an ex 
my other husband had an ex-wife, right? <laughs> so like, and um, we had businesses, we had staff members steal $80,000. We had another staff member take a $50,000 job from us. Like all sorts of crazy things have happened because it's just life, right? And I have been so grateful for forgiveness. It has absolutely healed me so often, not only forgiving other people, but then also being forgiven. Because again, all of us have been, you know, in a, in a circumstance where we needed to ask forgiveness as well. So. So I'm going to go over like my top, maybe 15 little things on forgiveness. Some of them are very, very quick. Uh, and I have a couple of sayings I want to throw out there. And then I just want to share it with you, a you know, a couple of tidbits, but this is really, this is like the meat of it. So um, this is really fun because as you all know, I'm a cell freak. Uh, and I believe tomorrow or the next day, our entire new cell talk series is available. And it probably is for all of you watching right now online and, uh, bio photons are particles of light and you get them from the sun and you get them from food you eat. That is literally like fresh produce is full of bio photons, but studies have shown that when people are, are, I'm going to do this when people are expressing positive, uplifting emotions, such as kindness and and love and forgiveness, biophotons can be caught on video coming out of our cells. Isn't that awesome? So biophotons are those particles of light. The more positive feelings a person expresses, the more they become filled with light and love. Like literally they light up, right? And then just uh, as people fill up with light when they're expressing positive, grateful, happy emotions, the negatives also happens when people are negative and distressed, especially repeated negative thoughts. They literally become part of the network of the human cell and, the, and this dispels the light and creates darkness. So the more we can wake up and have self-affirmations and think positive and look at the drama cycle that we might be involved in right now and find our place and, and get out of the, you know, shift out of the drama cycle into a forgiveness state of being, we are going to feel our bodies become full of light. We're actually going to be able to see that and feel that. And for those of you who doubt any of that, Curlian photography has been around for hundreds of years. It's absolutely fantastic. You can take a Curlian photography picture of anybody on the face of the planet, even, you know, even your plants, anything that has electrons, which is pretty much everything. And you can literally see light entering and going in and out of cells and illuminating. So you can see different colors. It's absolutely fantastic. Okay. Here is my favorite quote. Well, I have like four favorite. Okay, I have a lot of favorite quotes. But here, on this one particularly, the first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I'm going to The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest boy, oh boy, we can hang on to things for a long time. Can't we? Like we can be repeating a story over and over and over. And something that I learned decades ago when I started really researching forgiveness was that the more we tell the story, the more we are pounding the stake in the ground. So yes, you, 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 married, you may have been married to someone who was horribly abusive, but if that is the story you're still telling and it's, you know, 40 years later or six years later, we have got to reshape the story, right? And so working on 
not telling the story. That's the number one thing you can do when it comes to going through forgiveness and experiencing forgiveness is don't keep telling the story, break free from telling the story. And that also means break free from thinking to the story. And that's something I've been guilty of. We all are. How many nights do we lay in bed wondering, oh my gosh, what could I do different? How can I fix this relationship? Right. Well, then what are you doing? You're constantly getting into that darkness where we're getting, we're dispelling the light from our own physical human cell. And we keep telling the story. So just something we want to think about. Um, and obviously the thing you probably heard a hundred times and I'm going to say it for 101 is forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. It's for us. So when we forgive, it's actually for us because forgive actually means untie. When we forgive somebody, we are untying us from that. You've probably heard a lot of energy, any, you know, energy workers talk about pulling all your parts back. Well, I relate to that as, Hey, I want my electrons back. Like I've been entangled with you for a long time and what you're doing is hurting me. I want my electrons back. Right. So like literally untying is what the word forgiveness even means. So again, that's very important. And, and you're going to find people who are prideful about their pride. Like they just don't do things wrong and they can, they can actually become very prideful about their pride. Forgive them anyways. You don't have to convince them of what they're doing is wrong. Cause number one, they're never going to listen to you because they're prideful about their pride, right? They take that very personally. <laughs> They've worked hard at that, you know? And so making sure that we forgive them anyways, we just, you have, you just, you can't go into forgiveness thinking the other person's going to repent because they probably won't. And you can't go in there thinking, oh, they're going to like you again because they probably won't. And you can't go into forgiveness I'm thinking you're going to have this cozy, wonderful relationship when it's done because you may not. You actually go into forgiveness. You approach forgiveness for you to heal, <laughs> for you, for you, because you deserve that. You, you deserve to be with people who are moving forward and thinking brightly, right? This is, this is part of why you're here today. We, I want to help give you any inspiration I can to let go and literally forgive others. So Okay, we're going to go on to um, a couple of things here. Oh, Ann Landers once said, hate is like an acid. It damages the vessel in which it is stored and it destroys the vessel on which it is poured. And that is very true, right? So when we experience someone who's very angry with us, we, we don't want to incur relationships with them on a regular basis, right? Because that anger is like acid and that burns us, that hurts us, right? And so... Um, living a successful life. I was in my son's, uh, apartment when he was in college and I think he had just gotten married. They were just finishing college and on his, um, on his little, and one of his little cabinets, he had the saying, and it referred to something to the effect of be successful. That's the best revenge ever. You know, <laughs> I was like, Oh, you know, but that's true. Like just live a successful life because if, if someone knows that they got you, they're going to watch you. They're going to want to see how they have been able to ruin your life, right? That a lot of villains actually like that. They want to see things destroyed, right? They'll start the fire and then they'll watch the, they'll watch it burn. Right. Well, the best thing we can do is be like, oh, you know, that really hurt. I'm going to move on in my life. So becoming successful, even in the despair of, of wanting that forgiveness or wanting to reconcile you, letting it go to be successful is wonderful. Um, that dark lining in the cloud is really real. Like, had I not gone through having this, this employer, this employee and her husband take this unbelievable amount of money out of my business, well, then I wouldn't have gotten the most amazing people to work with us. Had we not hired the 
dope IT guy, right, from Upwards who was just poisonous, right? We would never have gotten Debbie. We only have Debbie because we we mishired in the first place, right? And so, and we're like, okay, gone with that guy. Let's just try one more and we find Debbie and our whole life is made perfect, right? So like literally the silver lining is going to be there, but it's not going to be there if we're not looking. I think often we get our, that we get covered, right? Our little light that's shining, our bushel, right? It, we get covered, we throw blankets to put out the fire. And then we kind of, we get down, down laden under all this burden, right? Cause we're trying to seek. And I think what we need to do is throw those things away, throw off those shackles and throw off those burdens so that we can shine again and look for that silver lining of what we did, what did we learn from that? And along with that, another point of forgiveness is to look for the helpers along the way. So like one of my favorite life coaches is my personal life coach. And, and she came because of a trauma. Well, she not only became a life coach to me, she's one of my dear friends now. And like, I value that relationship so much because I can hire her and pay her. And she tells me great things. And I can also just take a walk with her and be my, be one of my friends. Right. And so I wouldn't have found her if it wasn't for that trial. So again, looking for that silver lining and looking for the helpers, quote unquote, along the way. Um, and being compassionate with yourself. That's part of forgiveness is realizing that you, you, and even if you haven't done all that you could, you have to be compassionate with yourself as to where you are right now. And I had written down, um, if you're, if you're working through a problem you've had for a really long time, steering that boat into a new direction will also take some time as well. One of my, my, one of my favorite things to think about, um, is if you change your life 1% every day, so just be better by 1% every single day, you will be 37 times better in one year. Now, oh my gosh, if I do that three years in a row, try to be 1% better every day. So maybe that's, you know, eating, drinking half of the cup of hot chocolate, or if, it, you know, whatever that little one percentage might be, making that a goal to be 1% better at forgiving or 1% better at communicating or 1% better at driving. Stop getting mad at everybody who cuts you off. They might have a reason, probably not, but you just forgive them anyways. Great place to practice forgiveness is the expressway. <laughs> Anyhow, and so 1% better with your reaction, with your attitude every single day, 37 times better in a year. So be compassionate with yourself. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the perfect forgiver walking out the gate. We all have to go through our emotions and our expressions and but being compassionate with ourselves is so important um learning how to balance trust with wisdom right not all humans are trustworthy so so i had a relationship with a gentleman for you know many years who was very abusive so we obviously ended that relationship but i would never trust him again you know around my children around me because I know what he's capable of. So just because you forgive someone does not mean, okay, now they're gonna be part of my life again. There has to be that awareness of, oh, X, Y, and Z happened. It was never, I never, he never asked for forgiveness on any of that. I just forgave so I could move on. And then we have to realize that that doesn't mean we have to trust them back into our life again. So don't think just because someone is forgiven, we have to trust them. I'm gonna give you some really fun tools here in a few minutes as well. Um, Okay. I got that one. I got that one. I got that one. I got that one. Okay. So 
this one's hard. <laughs> so it's the whole retrain your thinking where if you are, if you're thinking about that person who offended you, hurt you, hurt one of your children, you know, there are so many reasons that we have to forgive people, right? There's so many things that have happened to you, to all of us. When that person comes to mind, and this will probably not happen on day one, this will happen maybe on day 374, but it will happen. When you think of that person, try to send them a blessing, try to send them something positive. You don't have to communicate. You don't got to text. You don't got to nothing, but you can send them something positive. And I, um, I wanted to share, uh, I'm, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Ho'oponopono, but it's a mantra and it's absolutely fantastic. And I have um, used it many times in my own life. And I have a really neat story uh, to share because I want to, I want you to know how much it works. This is definitely a Polynesian culture approach to healing that has been widespread now, you know, throughout the world. And there's four sentences that you repeat. Now I'll teach you how I do it because this is the order that I love them in. Right. So um, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. That's it. So I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Here's my story. So there was a young girl that came into my life and she was extremely obnoxious, very angry, very upsetting, uh, and caused a lot of turmoil in our family. And, um, and, you know, I just kept doing the best I could to help this young lady, you know, go through her life. And then finally, um, it had, you know, I, she had been in our life maybe 10 years and I was like, okay, I need to forgive this woman. Cause I really don't want to spend any time with her. And she had invited us out to her house to see her house and meet her husband and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this will be hard, you know? And so I literally had this 20 some hour drive to get there. And I got in the car and I was like, okay, I'm going to do Ho'oponopono until I love this person because I wasn't at the love state, <laughs> even after all those years of serving and helping. So I pictured this person in my mind's eye and I said, I love you. And my first reaction was the hell I do. I can't stand this girl. She drives me insane. She's like, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm in my car. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Right? I'm like, okay, fine. I go back to it. And I picture her in my mind's eye. I love you. Mm, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I was like, why am I sorry? I don't sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You know? And I was, I was upset. I had to allow my feelings to be real. I didn't want her forgiveness. I don't like her on and on and on. Right. So I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you for what God just messaged me too. And I'll tell you, I did that God just messaged four or five solid hours, right? I just did that. I did that, did that. And then the coolest thing happened. I pulled off to get gas. Cause I had to run out. I didn't run out of gas. Don't worry. Don't tell my mechanic. I actually let it go into the red. And yeah, so I, um, I pulled off and got gas and I got back in the car and I was like, okay, here I go again. And I pulled that person to my mind's eye. And this is the coolest thing. I said, I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden I started crying and I started thinking about all my conversations with this person and how maybe I could have been better. I could have said something different. And then I was like, please forgive me. And I'm crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have been a better person. I could have been better, you know? And then thank you. I was like, thank you. And then I love you. And I went through that and didn't have to do it for long because I was crying so much. And I actually meant it. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Cool story. So we actually, you know, we went to their home, got to meet their family. We had a wonderful visit. I, I, and I was so excited to see her at this point, me excited to see her that I actually went and bought a bunch of things for her house and some plants and just had a lot of fun. Well, years had passed. And I get this phone call from this girl and she said, I just wanted to apologize for how I treated you and your family for those years. 
And I was, and she's like, would you ever forgive me? And I was like, I already did. You know, I was already at that point. And so Ho'oponopono is phenomenal. If you're not familiar with it, please do some research because it's absolutely great. Again, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Um, I wanted to read one of my, I love this quote. Um, it's from Martin Luther King Jr. Forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a permanent attitude. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? You know, if we walked around just like getting offended by everybody and not forgiving, that would be really hard. So it's like a permanent attitude to forgive. So when something happens and you forgive instantly, you're not carrying it anywhere. You're not putting it in your bag and taking it home and then sorting it out at night along with 50 other things you're mad about. You know, it's already gone. Like it happened, you forgive, you move on. I just love that very much. So um, I, and I, I just felt really inspired this morning. Actually, when I left, I, um, I have, I'm like this, I write things down all the time. And then whenever I'm exercising, I read it and I go through it. Right. Well, this is actually Karen's like Karen's things that she reads, um, almost on a daily basis when I'm in the sauna or when I'm exercising, I have it posted a couple of places. And I want to read you some of these because I really believe, I won't read you all of them. Um, I really believe some of these are going to help you because things like the first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. The first to forget is the happiest. Those are things that stay with you. Don't you find that some of those sayings just stay with you? Understanding the drama circle and that drama cycle, the villain, the victim, and the hero, please, when we're done, like, hang up and write a list of where you are. Like, who are you the villain to? Who are you the victim to? And who are you the hero to? Like, write those things down and be like, I don't want to live in drama anymore. I want to be free from this. And sometimes you can't control that because these are mandates or these are restrictions, right? And that's okay. At least you can then forgive the person who is in charge of this feeling, you can allow yourself to, to express yourself differently and to heal, even though you don't want to participate in some of these, these things that might be happening in your life, but at least finding out where, where can you control the drama so you can limit the drama. So I'm going to read a couple of these, if that's okay. Um, this is wonderful. Um, we always refer to success as what happens at the end. You've all been trained. The girl and the guy get together at the end of the movie. They make a bunch of money and they get all the robbers at the end of the movie, right? The sun will come up and the ash will start falling at the end of the movie, right? Everything happens at the end, but success is all along the way. You might have a really successful relationship that ends but that doesn't mean it wasn't a successful relationship. You've had success after success after success. And then maybe that relationship ends. We had a daughter, right? We adopted this daughter. She had lived with us for seven years. We are eight years. We had so much fun. We had so many great events, right? So many really good things happen. And then she dropped off the planet and she's on family number nine. That was a lot of pain to go through. But that was just the end of our relationship. There were a lot of successes along the way. So think of that, that even though your life might be changing, you might be changing jobs, you might want to quit, you might have gotten fired, you might end a relationship that doesn't define you. Success is what happens along the way. Um, uh, okay, this is wonderful about grieving. Oh, this helped me so much. There was a time actually very recently when when just something crazy happened, right? But because of my own beliefs, I wasn't allowed to be part of someone's life for a while. And, um, and I had a lot of grief through that. Like I really suffered a lot of grief because I couldn't figure out what I had done. And here it was just my belief system had changed. So listen to the, check this out. Grief I've learned is just love. 
It's all the love you want to give, but can't all the unspent love gathers up in the corner of your eyes, the lump in your throat. And then the hollow part of your chest grief is just love with no place to go. How many times have we suffered through grief, right? We suffered through grief because we can't be forgiven or because we can't forgive. Well, just remember that grief is love with no place to go. It's okay to feel that, but then it's, then you have to realize I'm grieving. That means I'm in drama and I deserve to be out because I deserve to be with people who want to expand their thinking and their conscious. You all deserve that. That's why you're here. Hopefully you love us because we love you and you don't believe, you wouldn't believe how many times we pray for you, even as a staff, we're so excited to have so many thousands of people in, in our, 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 our affiliations and in our programs, we just love you so much. Um, anyhow, and it's okay to feel grief for what should have been be the revolution of your life. That's my favorite one. One of my favorite ones, right? Be the revolution of your life. You can get out of drama. You can forgive. You can forgive. I have had to forgive the most heinous acts against our family that you could imagine. You can forgive these things. Um, um, be in, and then there's the, always the four agreements, right? Be impeccable with your word. Do not take it personally. Do not make assumptions and do your best, right? Those are, four, if you've not read the four agreements, that is by far my favorite little book you could ever pick up. The four agreements, again, it teaches you how to be impeccable with your word. Don't take everything personally, right? Be, don't make assumptions, which all of us make assumptions. Hello, that's the number one thing, especially if you're a woman, we are always assuming something, right? <laughs> and then do your best. So those are four great assumptions. I'll give one or two little more things. Um, Oh, life happens in the pause. There's still life happening in that pause. So take time to reflect as to what's actually going on. And a pine tree, a pine, a, how do pine trees, pine, pine trees grow after what? A fire. That's how the, that's how, that's what triggers the, the pine nut, right? That little pine that we all love eating to grow into a pine tree, fire. So think of, and just like the refiner's fire that we've talked about before. And when you can take that beautiful piece of metal and you put it in the refiner's fire and pretty soon you pull it out. And when do you know it's done? When you can see your face in it. So that's in and out of the fire. How many times before all of a sudden you look at it and you can see your reflection. Now it's done. So I guess I just want you to know that you're going into a new year and this is a wonderful time to shift in our own life, to get out of drama and to forgive and to ask to be forgiven. If they don't forgive you, it doesn't matter because you have done all you could to ask to be forgiven. And that is so important. And then, um, oh, and then my little thing is, uh, and finally, what brings me pleasure? Do it right. Don't be afraid to, to jump on the bandwagon and take care of you because quite honestly, no one else will. So let me end again back with the whole remember that when we are giving love, when we are forgiving, when we are filling our body, our soul, our mind with wonderful words, positive frequencies, all these great things, we have bio photons popping out of ourselves. We get full of light. This is captured under video. And then when we become very negative and very dark and very depressed, what happens? We go into darkness. Our cells literally go into darkness and there is no better time, no more important time in the history of mankind for us to be filled with light. Because when you are full of light, you are sharing it to everyone around you. You know what it's like when someone walks in the room and they're just full of light and love and happiness. You are drawn to them. Well, it's not just you. Everyone is drawn to them because they want that light in their life. Well, you can be that light. 
You can be the flame. You can be that person who ignites people around you to pull them out of despair, but you can't do that if you're holding grudges. And we can't do that if we're living in drama and we can't do that if we don't love ourselves. And so literally this is just Karen sharing her heart with you, hoping that you can take away from this, the opportunity to let go, let God and go to bed. I have that saying right next to my bed, by the way, let go, let God and go to bed. <laughs> Anyhow, So I just wanted to thank you for joining me because ho'oponopono, the forgiveness, learning what the drama cycle is like, these are all things that can bring you so much joy when you, when you practice it and uh, bring it into your lifestyle. So thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I didn't have Amy today. And so it was just me talking the whole time. And I'm glad Amy, Amy, do you want to share anything at all before we turn the time over to the AO? We are recording. No, I just loved all your thoughts so much. And thank you for being willing to share personal experiences from your life, um, from having combined families and employees and grown adults. I know there's so many different emotions that happen after your kids are older than when you're young. And I, I, my only thought I wanted to add was I loved when Martin Luther King Jr. said that forgiveness is an attitude because the Latin root word for forgiveness is actually to allow. And uh, I think that the harder we are on ourselves, the harder we are on other people. And so I'll talk to my friends who have serious trust issues. They're like, I can't trust anyone. Everyone lets me down. And for me, that's like a big thing. Like, girl, where are you hard on yourself? Because it sounds like you're letting yourself down all day, every day. And that's why you feel like everyone else lets you down. But let's let's start with talking about accepting your, your own self. And then when you can accept your own flaws from a state of compassion, it makes it that much easier to accept other people. And then forgiveness is like more of a mentality or, or an approach to life as opposed to some constantly being wronged and constantly having to like get over it. So anyway, but I don't have anything else to add. That was amazing. So thank you, Karen. Thank you. I wanted to add, if you are struggling with this, if you've been through just hell and high water and you are having a hard time making some of these changes, one of my very favorite books is how to break the habit of being yourself. Oh, I have read it and listened to it on audio so many times, how to break the habit of being yourself. It has really helped me because because some of you are in the same boat I am. You have a lot of children. You want to provide them. Maybe you're homeschooling. You have business. You have a spouse. You have things. There's so much. And then all of a sudden you become the person that everyone needs. And then you kind of forget who you are. And then you become that person, become that person. And when you get into, into breaking the habit of being yourself, you can find yourself again. Uh, one of my little things I have on here. And if you want this, email me. I'll just give it to you. Or I'll have, um, we'll, we'll post it. But um, I have on here, ask my inner child what she wants to do. Where does she want to go? Focus and see what my inner child, like, who am I? Who is Karen? She's not just mother to 12 children. She's not this, you know, wife, you know, that's not who I all am. Like I'm me and finding that purpose is also going to help. And the breaking the habit of being yourself is awesome. Hey, thank you for joining us. I hope you had as much fun as we did. If you would ever like to connect with us in person or live online for webinars, course certifications, events, conferences, parties, go ahead and check out our upcoming event schedule at www.holistichealtheducators.com. We would love to connect with you. We also host weekly live question and answer sessions. Until then, have a spectacular day.